This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible, and we do appreciate those of you that have tuned in to watch at this time, especially those of you who may be watching today for the very first time. And I want to encourage you to stay tuned today. You know, the Bible teaches that there is a heaven. And on the other hand, the Bible teaches that there is a hell. But God does not want anyone to be lost. And today I want to talk to you about some of the efforts on the part of God to prevent people from going the way of ruin and destruction. I hope that you'll stay tuned. Now on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. I'd like to emphasize again and again that it's free. We do not ask for money on Getting to Know Your Bible. Any of the courses that we offer are free. Anytime you order a CD of a lesson, it's free. And we do that because we're wanting to share the good news with people who are concerned about their souls. And we want to offer this Bible course to you free of charge today. In order that you might know more about the course, that you might know how to receive the course free of charge, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I'm reading now from 2 Peter, the third chapter, and verse 9. The Lord is not slack, concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. But is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The most horrible and concrete fact described in the Bible is the fact that there is a place called hell. I frankly wish I could bring myself to believe that it does not exist. I wish I could believe that all people would believe in Christ and believe in God and obey their will, and that hell would not be necessary. But the fact is, regardless of what I think, what you think, the Bible teaches the reality of a place called hell. But it is not God's will that anyone go there. It is not the will, desire, or the decree of God that one single human being be lost. As a matter of fact, it is God's desire that all people be saved. 1 Timothy 2 and 4 says he would have all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. And God in His love and mercy 
has done so much to keep people from losing their souls. In a word, he has blockaded the road that leads to hell. And the only way that an individual would eventually find himself or herself in that place is by deliberately avoiding the blockades that God has placed in your way. God has blockaded the road that leads to hell with the book called the Bible. You, you do not get very far down the road of sin without finding the Bible in your path. Someone has said that only this book can keep you from sin and only sin can keep you from this book. The, the Bible makes men uneasy in their sins. Hebrews 4 and 12 says the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The Bible is the chart and the compass for life. In Psalms 119, verse 105, the psalmist said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. In John the 15th chapter, we learn that there is cleansing power in this book. Jesus said, Now you're clean through my word which I have spoken unto you. In Psalms, the 19th chapter and verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. In 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly, furnished unto all good works. In James 1.21, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. And I know this, that one day we shall be judged in light of the Bible. John 12.48 Yes, God has blockaded, the barricaded the road that leads to hell with the book called the Bible. And for a person to lose their soul, they must deliberately reject this inspired book. But God has also blockaded the road to hell with parental influence. I wish that I had the ability to impress upon every father and mother watching this telecast right now. The importance of their setting a good example before their children. Oh, I wish I knew how to impress that on you. You know, when children are, are small, they're so impressionable. Maybe you have poured some concrete. Maybe you want to, to have a patio or maybe a sidewalk. 
and you had someone to come out with the, with the, with the mortar truck and they, they put it out there where you wanted it poured and you got it smoothed out just like you want it. And after a while, you go out there and you say, I, I want to put my handprint in there or maybe a footprint. You want the children to make some kind of an impression in the, in the uh, cement while it is still uh, impressionable. And then you put the date down there when you did this work. You come back in 24 hours and you try to make that same kind of impression and you won't be able to do it because the concrete will now be hardened and you can't make the impression on it. Our children, when they are young and when they are tender, are impressionable. And the older they get, the more difficult it becomes to make the impressions on them for good. So we need to do, set a good example before our children. If we want our children to go to church, we need to go. If we want our children to, to love this book called the Bible, we need to love it enough that we as parents will read it. If we want our children to pray, they need to see that we pray and that we pray for them. I've had young people to tell me that they never heard Daddy pray. Never heard him pray. Isn't that sad? If we want our children to use good speech, then they need to know that we use good speech. If we want our children to dress in a modest way, they need to see that we dress like that. If we want our children to have good friends, they need to observe the kind of friends that we have. You see, parental influence can keep our children from going the way of ruin. And we need to understand how important it is. Paul in Ephesians 6 and 3 and 4 said, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and in the admonition of the Lord. But further, God has blockaded the road to hell with the sermons that we hear. Now it's God's plan that the world hear preaching. That's why Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's God's plan. In 1 Corinthians 9, 16, Paul said, Woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. God's plan is that we preach the gospel. In 1 Corinthians 1, 21, For in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, and to please God through the foolishness of preaching, to save them that believe. In Romans the 10th chapter and verse 13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him of whom they have not heard? And how shall, they, how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. What is the purpose of preaching? That souls be saved. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth, believes what? The gospel, and is baptized, shall be saved. Many people, however, disregard 
the sermons they hear. They may disregard them for a number of reasons. Maybe they feel like that uh, uh, the sermon they are listening to is not relevant to their life. Or maybe they disregard the sermon they are listening to because they feel that, well, I will listen to a sermon another day. But we have heard enough sermons in our lifetime in America to likely save this world ten times over. In the time that I've been preaching on television for the last number of years, I have preached enough gospel to save this old world if the world would only listen. But you see, one of these days, we will remember the sermons that we heard. But will it be too late? Don't disregard the preaching of the gospel. Because it's just one of the efforts on the part of your good God, your kind God, a loving God, to keep people from losing their souls. But God has also blockaded the road to hell with the prayers of the righteous. There are many unsaved people for whom I have prayed. And it may be that there are unsaved people for whom you have prayed. In Luke the 16th chapter, there was a man praying for his brothers, but it was too late. You, you see, this man lost his soul, and he lift up his eyes in torments, and he asked uh, that Lazarus be sent back to his father's house, but the request was denied. You see, it was too late to pray for his brothers. We need to be praying for the salvation of people today. We need to be praying for the world today and that the whole world would turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. He loves them. He loves the world. And He wants the world to be saved. And no individual will lose his soul in hell at last without disregarding the prayers that have been prayed on his behalf. But furthermore, the Lord has blockaded the road to hell with the church. The church is a glorious body. It is glorious because it has a glorious head, and that's Jesus. Ephesians 1, and verse 23. It put all things under his feet, gave him to be the head over all things to the church. The church is glorious because it, it has a glorious mission. And that mission is to make known the manifold wisdom of God, Ephesians 3 verse 10. It is glorious because that's where the saved people are found. Acts 2 verse 47. The only institution in all of the world that is trying to save mankind is the church. Why the alcohol industry is not concerned about your soul. The, the only thing the alcohol industry is interested in is your money. The, 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 the movie industry is not concerned about your soul. The only thing that the movie industry is concerned about is your money. The government is not trying to save your soul. 
You see, the only institution that's trying to save your soul for all time and eternity is the church. But in spite of that, there are some that want to fight the church. And they want to run the church down. They want to criticize the church, find fault with the church. And they neglect it. But God, in His mercy and in His wisdom and His love, has blockaded the road that leads to eternal ruin with that body that is called the church. And when an individual believes on Jesus Christ with all of his heart and repents of his sins and confesses faith in Christ and is baptized into Christ, he's added to that blood-bought, spirit-filled, heaven-bound institution that is called the church. But furthermore, God has also blockaded the road to hell with the cross of Jesus Christ. You don't get very far down the road of sin until you find the cross looming before you. And the only way that you will ever be lost is by disregarding the cross of Christ. And he, Paul in 2 Corinthians 5, 21 said, He made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Jesus knew no sin, but He became our sin substitute on the cross. He, he was the one that was wounded for our transgressions, that was bruised for our iniquities. I want you to try to picture, if you can, Jesus hanging on that cross. See, see Him now with a crown of thorns on His head? Nails in His hands and His feet. Suspended on that cross between heaven and earth with the weight and with the guilt and with the burden of the world's sins upon Him. Why did God let Him go to that cross? It was in order that we might be saved from eternal ruin. The only way that you'll ever go to hell is with the blood of Jesus on your feet. You'll have to trample between the, 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 the blood of Christ underneath your feet before you lose your soul. God has blockaded the road to hell with some mighty, powerful things. And you need to know that you can be saved. And God pleads for your salvation. It's not God's will. It is not God's desire. It is not God's plan that anyone be lost. Now some are going to be lost. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41, Jesus said, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And so some are going to be lost. Even in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. 
And so God wants the world saved. He does not want the world lost. But friends, hell is real. And God has done everything within His power to keep you and to keep me from going that way. And when we stand before Him on the day of judgment, we're not going to be, if we are lost, we will not be able to blame it on God. We will not be able to blame it on Jesus. We will not be able to blame it upon those who have faithfully preached the gospel of Christ. We're not going to be able to even blame it upon the devil if we lose our souls at last. It will be because we just completely, totally ignored all the efforts on the part of God to keep us from going that way. But friend, God is pleading with you today. He's pleading with you. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, let him that is a thirst come. Whosoever will, let him drink of the water of life freely. He wants you to be saved. And going back to the passage that I read in the very beginning, the Lord is not slack concerning His promises. Some men count slackness. But, but His long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish. And that means you, and that means me. He doesn't want us to perish. He does not want us to be lost. And that's the reason He gave His precious Son. For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But we will have to obey His will. Blessed are they that do His commandments that they may have a right to the tree of life. Enter in through the gates into the city, Revelation 22 and verse 14. And when we go to the New Testament and look at examples of conversion in the New Testament of how people were saved from their sins, we learn they heard the gospel, they believed the gospel, and they obeyed the gospel. In Acts the 18th chapter and verse 8 is a very short example of conversion. Many of the Corinthians hearing, believed, and were baptized. Why were they baptized? He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16 verse 16. I just don't believe that we can misunderstand that if we have an open mind. That in order that we might be saved, eternally saved, we must believe the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ and His love. And in obedience to the gospel, we repent of our sins as believers, confess our faith, confess that we believe, and we are to be baptized into Christ. Galatians 3.27 For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ did put on Christ. No person need be lost. No person need be lost. 
because all can be saved. But God made us with the power of choice. He made us creatures that have the ability to obey or disobey. We have certain volitional powers. And it is up to the individual to make the decision if he will obey or disobey. If he will accept or reject. If he will submit or rebel. The decision is up to the individual. Thank God there are many people today that are submitting themselves to the will of Christ. I wish I had the time and I wish I had the, the opportunity sometime to just to tell you all of the different stories of people that we know about who are submitting their lives to Jesus Christ. It's a thrilling thing. It's such a thrilling thing. We want you to be saved. Once you obey the gospel, you'll be a New Testament Christian and a Christian only. You worship with the Lord's people on the Lord's day. And they will help you in your journey from here to eternity. You see, when you become a Christian, you're just starting out in living the Christian life. And you need to grow. That's the reason that you need to be faithful in attending all of the services of the Lord's church. Become involved in the work that is going on in the church. And you can help lead someone else to the saving knowledge of the truth. I want to encourage you right now to, to make the decision that you're going to visit the Church of Christ in your community. I don't believe you'll ever regret it if you do. You will never regret it because you're going to find people who are interested in you, who are interested in your soul, who are interested in helping you uh, become a New Testament Christian and helping you grow as a Christian. Please don't hesitate to call us if you don't know where the church is located. And also may I in the closing moments encourage you to call for the free Bible correspondence course. You may say, Brother Lambert, I, I really don't understand why you offer that course. It's because there is a heaven to gain and there is a hell to shun. That's the reason. And we need to know more about how to be saved and live the Christian life. So call for the free Bible course. No one is going to ask for money. We will only need your name and address. And we might need to get your telephone number in case we, the, the course comes back to us being undelivered. We have that to happen occasionally. We just want to help you do anything we can to help you. And may God bless you. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Getting to know your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, 
Summerdale, Alabama, 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bibles.